What if you could pinpoint these key concepts that you could teach your child, that you could layer into the conversations as you're getting ready in the morning, as you're driving to school, driving to sports? What kind of impact could that have on the life of your child long-term? When instead of listening to everything everyone has to say around them, they knew what God's Word said about them. How would that change things? Welcome to our Snapshot series, where we are going to be taking these core ideas about identity, and we're going to be learning them in a way that we can speak them into the lives of our children, both now and every day moving forward for the rest of our lives. That first week of Snapshots, we talked about being created, known, His delight, planned for, and finally beautifully fashioned. And those truths of identity are for mankind. God did that in your life regardless of if you are in Jesus or not. But now our identity is taking a turn. Now we're going to be looking at who we are in Jesus Christ because of what he has done for us. And today's is that we are his prized possession, the jewel of his, of what he owns. And we see this all the way back in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy chapter seven, where God declares for the people of Israel, This is his first prized possession. And he declares, he says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. And then in Malachi, this idea gives itself, God gives it a shift. And he says this. He says, Malachi 3, verse 17. They shall be mine in the day that I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. And so this is this idea beginning to take forth that God's like, there is a plan in place. I have a plan for this Messiah. He's been talking about it all through the Old Testament. Here we are in the last, one of the last books of the, the last book of the Old Testament. And he's saying, this is what I'm going to do. And then in the New Testament, in 1 Peter chapter 2, God has done the rescue plan. Jesus has come. He has died for all of our sins. He has made us clean and made us righteous. He has closed the gap of where we fall short of God's holiness. And he himself has applied salvation. And so when we are in Christ, meaning that we have surrendered lordship of our life to him and we recognize that we are in need of a savior and it is Jesus, that there is no way that our lives will measure up to what God calls us to be apart from Jesus becoming our righteousness for us, him making us holy through his death and his resurrection. So in that space, this is what Peter says. He says in verse 9 of chapter 2 of 1 Peter, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I don't know if you heard that, but that concept of a people for his own possession is the same concept, this idea of being a treasured possession, of being a jewel claimed and owned by Christ and cared for with extreme care. The reason this identity snapshot is important for us and for our children to understand is it is very easy to believe that God is not caring for you or for me with extreme care, that somehow we've not made that mark. We look around, we see others who are, but we are not sure it applies to us. And the enemy wants to just riddle us with those kinds of lies. But what God is saying from beginning to end of his word is I have separated you. I prefer you. And so on the days that you feel overlooked, the days you feel like you blend in, that you are not regarded by me, you are spared, preserved, and claimed by me. And not just claimed as, oh yeah, I'll take her or I'll take him too. No, you are claimed as his very own, his treasure, the one he cares for and loves. Why? The implication of this passage in 1 Peter is one of hard earnings, things that have cost you a lot. In our home, we, because we have a lot of children, you don't just necessarily get All of your toys are not only for you. We kind of have a rule that we share our things. And so if you are playing with something, you get the opportunity to finish playing with it, even if it's somebody else's in the home. If they were not playing with it, they were not touching it, they cannot come in and see you playing with it and all of a sudden be filled with a desire to have it and want to snatch it. A rule is no snatching. But the part of the rule that I think is important here for us to maybe understand for ourselves and for our kids is we also, though, have a clause in that rule. And every child is allowed to have two to three things that are special to me. And that's a saying in our home. And our kids know this is special to me. And that means it's in a different playing field. It's on a different plateau than all the other toys that they own. And those toys being special to me supersedes anything else. Then they get free. They can walk up to that child and say, I'm sorry, that is special to me. I would like it back. And this is a just a tiny glimpse. But your God says, you are special to me. And I will guard you and I will protect you, and I will care for you, because you are my prized possession. Thanks for joining me today on Snapshots of Identity. Make sure you get on the newsletter so that you get not just today's truth, but the truths for this entire week. We send them out on a weekly basis so that you have them, where you can keep them in front of you, keep them in your Bible, where you can learn them both for yourself and for your child.